Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, Not Your Love and Light Podcast. Thank you for joining me once again. On this week's episode, we are going to get into one of my favorite topics, soul family, soul family, soulmates, karmic relationships, what they are, how to recognize if someone in your life is a soul family member or a soulmate, and additionally, how to recognize if perhaps a being who is not incarnated into a human body is potentially a soul family member and why they may be trying to connect with you. Okay, so in my mind, soul mate and soul family are kind of interchangeable words. Sure, you can differentiate to some extent and perhaps the soulmates are soul family members, but potentially souls that you've had more romantic relationships with. However, they're pretty much one and the same in the in the grand scheme of things. So soul family, they are souls that have consistently had past lives with you. We oftentimes, when we come to earth, so no one's first lifetime is on earth, right? Our souls are eternal and we're always fractaling from another, from another soul. So essentially you can basically find the, you can follow the path of your soul all the way up to, you know, archangels, right? So typically we have chosen to come to earth because again, go back and listen to the the episode on soul contracts, we choose our incarnations. We choose where we're going. We choose the bodies. And then we also choose in combination with other souls, what souls are going to come together, right? So if you lived on another planet and, you know, another physical body, maybe in say the fifth or sixth dimension, and you had some soul family, you know, these souls that you have been incarnating with, and you decide, okay, we're going to go to earth together. We're going to, our next incarnation is going to be going to earth. Sometimes it's a group. Sometimes it's just you and another. Uh, It can change. And it's not always just who you choose to come to earth the first time with, right? Because you come the first time and then maybe you come another time. And a lot of us have been incarnating here on earth for a very long time. While again, some of us, this could actually be our first incarnation here on earth. So our soul family are the souls that we choose to incarnate together lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. It's, it's pretty much that simple. And again, these can be lifetimes on earth. They can be lifetimes on other planets. They can be lifetimes where maybe you're not even in a physical body. Maybe you're more of an energetic form. It's essentially these souls that you know and you recognize. And of course, as a human, it's a little bit harder to recognize them, you know, in comparison to being in another body or, you know, at a higher dimension, at a higher vibration. Okay, so then, so we have soul family that we are incarnated with presently, right now 
on this planet, you know, they are incarnated as maybe a human, although they could also be your pet. Your pet could be a soul family member. You know, if you have a special connection with maybe one dog that you've had your whole life that you've never had that connection with another, there's a chance that that could be a soul family member. Uh, but oftentimes we're really thinking, you know, the humans in our lives, right? So there are soul family members that we're incarnated with, but then there's also ones that we are not incarnated with together right now. So first, let's talk about those that we are incarnated with right now, where we have some combined or overlapping soul contracts, meaning what we chose to come to this planet and this incarnation and this body to do and to learn and to heal there's a there's an overlap with each other's right maybe we have an overlapping soul mission you know our soul purpose maybe our soul purpose is combined to both be healers and we've contracted to maybe join forces and be healers together be partners create a business together right that is an example of a potential contract for incarnated soul family they could be also for various healing purposes, right? So for example, if one soul is trying to learn the lesson of, say, empowerment and potentially even needing to clear a karmic pattern. So if soul one has a karmic pattern of disempowerment, Right. They haven't learned how to stand in their power. They haven't learned how to trust themselves and stand up for themselves and gain that confidence and self esteem to fully trust in and believe in who they are. Right. They, they, they're trying to learn the lesson of empowerment. Soul number two could choose to come into this life to help them clear that karma, meaning soul number two could choose to incarnate as a narcissist and their paths cross and they're immediately attracted to each other because they're soul family, right? And so they recognize each other in that way and they end up in a romantic relationship. Soul two in this lifetime, based on the perspective of our human selves, right? Is the quote unquote bad guy, right? Playing the role of the bad guy for Soul number one to clear that karma because the way that we clear karma and the way that we learn lessons is by putting ourselves in these positions. So soul two could have essentially volunteered to be the asshole narcissist partner simply so soul one could clear that karmic pattern and learn the lesson of empowerment. So that happens. So sometimes the, 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 maybe you see signs, right? You have all these signs that really point towards, you know, you're supposed to have either a friendship or a romantic relationship with a certain individual. Or maybe it's even a teacher or a mentor or something along those lines. And all the, all of the signs were there. You had the synchronistic numbers. You know, you, you kept getting all of the good feelings. Everything fell into place and felt so in alignment. But then you ended up in this relationship and it's explosive and it's not serving you. And you're like, but this doesn't make sense. Why would it feel so aligned that I ended up in this toxic, 
relationship. Again, whether it's a, a platonic relationship, a romantic relationship, or one with, say, a teacher or maybe a more professional relationship, like a, you know, a boss or a coworker. You felt drawn to them. All of the signs were there. It felt aligned because it felt easy, right? And then you find yourself saying, this, why? Why? This doesn't make sense because this isn't good for me. Well, again, like I said, in the, in the soul contract episode, not everything that we choose in contract is positive. And, and it could be that it, it is there to clear some karma or to help you to heal or to, to learn a lesson. Maybe that's the first lesson. Maybe you have not had an incarnation in which you were challenged with empowerment and you chose to have this experience because it's a new experience for you and you wanted to have a new experience and learn you know, the struggle of standing in your power and what it's like to go through feeling disempowered to really stand in your power and feel how that feels, right? So when it comes to incarnated soul family, they're not always just your best friend. They're not always your your partner, your life partner, your soulmate, or your, you know, loving parents. Your parents, one of your parents or both of your parents could be soul family. And that doesn't mean that your relationship with them is going to be positive. It could be very negative. And again, it could be there to teach you something and to, and to clear some, some baggage or just learn some lessons, right? One of the, one of the difficulties in say these toxic relationships with a soul family member is again, it felt really aligned. You felt very drawn to them, all of those things. So then you start to realize this isn't serving me. This isn't toxic. And that is where you want to be, right? So if it's the example of, you know, learning empowerment from, you know, being with a narcissist in some capacity, the whole point is to get to that point of I'm done with this. I deserve better. I don't want to be controlled. I trust myself. I believe in myself. I can be independent. I have the confidence and I know who I am and I know my worth and I'm choosing to leave this relationship. That mindset and then taking action on that is how you would naturally clear karma without, say, going back into past lives and kind of doing it the more energetic, meditative way. However, It's so hard to get yourself to that space, even if you know it, even if you know it's not serving you, but to take the action and to actually follow through with leaving a relationship behind, it's hard because you have that sense of, I knew, I feel like I know them and something feels right. It feels right because on a deep down soul level, you know that you know this person and you know that you have love for this person or this soul. And you know that you, you feel there is a sense of comfortability and connection that you maybe never felt before. If this is potentially your first soul family, you know, meeting or interaction or at least one that you really recognize. So it's important to keep in mind that yeah, we can be given the signs to go down a path that doesn't serve us. And that doesn't mean to stay down that path if we're there to learn a lesson throughout it. So if you're like, okay, like this felt like it was right for this moment. 
you know, I got something that I needed out of it, right? It served me. I learned a lesson or, you know, maybe it wasn't even, uh, maybe it wasn't even a toxic relationship. Maybe, maybe you met someone and it was a soul family meeting. And again, you felt so drawn to them and comfortable with them. And it felt like they knew you inside and out. And, you know, you had an amazing period of time. You know, maybe it was a romantic relationship or a friendship. And maybe, you know, a year or two, you know, you guys were inseparable and it was just this super divine seeming relationship. But then maybe you grow in different directions or one of you realize, one or both of you realize it's no longer serving you. Again, those relationships can be so difficult to leave. Again, platonic, romantic, it doesn't matter what type of relationship, right? They can be difficult to leave because you felt divinely guided to be in that place. And you, ne- you know, you felt something with them that you never felt with somebody else. And it's really hard to leave that feeling. However, you know, logically, you know, the more masculine side of you maybe understands and realizes that this no longer is serving you. So if you can recognize, you know, this served me for the time, maybe that person came into your life to help you heal something completely unrelated to them even, maybe unrelated to the karma. Maybe they were just there to be a support and to hold space for you. Or you guys came together to hold space for each other while you were on your healing journey. Or your paths crossed while, you know, you both were going through a spiritual awakening and having that camaraderie and that connection really helped you get through that period of time. Or maybe it was through a divorce or starting a new career and this person just, you know, they, they were the support system you needed or they were the friend that you needed and, Those things can happen. We're not always intended to spend our entire lives with a soul family member. It can just be for a phase of life and that is totally okay. And we need to understand and and recognize those experiences and those moments because we don't want to linger in a relationship longer than it is for both souls' highest good, right? Okay. So then, then we have, in addition to the souls that we're incarnated with, there are souls that are not incarnated with us at this time. And so typically, if they are not incarnated as a human being at this time, and you have any realm of understanding that they're in your life, right? So that means either you're meditating or you're connecting with them in dream state, or you just have that gut feeling, or, you know, you had a, a session with maybe a psychic or something like that, and this the soul came through, right? So there's a soul, they're not incarnated into a physical human body with you at this time. They could be incarnated in a physical body somewhere else. They could be incarnated in an etheric body somewhere else. They could be incarnated into multiple places uh, at this time. Because again, time is not linear. So not to go deep into this confusing rabbit hole, but we are we have simultaneous lifetimes. And so they could be even as a human being right now somewhere and in an etheric body or in maybe a Syrian body or an Arcturian body or a Pleiadian body or maybe even an angelic, right? And so thinking solely more so the more etheric beings, right? A cosmic being. 
something like a Syrian, a Pleiadian, a, an Arcturian, a, an Angelic, an Andromedan. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many. They can come through to you. And at the beginning of kind of connecting with these types of beings, they can feel similar to a spirit guide. And it can sometimes be difficult to differentiate between a spirit guide and a soul family, a cosmic, etheric soul family member. So a spirit guide is here, in my, from my perspective, to keep you aligned with your contracts. They don't necessarily... They don't necessarily know you or are here to necessarily be super supportive on your emotions and things like that. Typically, they're very, they're trying to keep you on track. They're, they're here to, to be your uh, kind of assistance. <laughs> uh, granted, there's a range, right? It's a spectrum. So some are more empathic and, and supportive emotionally, and some are more stern and maybe a little bit cold seeming, right? And then you can have soul family and as your spirit guides. Uh, one of my, when I first started connecting with my spirit guides, you know, I was very into like just learning about them, you know, their names, their roles. Cause again, they typically specialize, quote unquote, in like a specific area. So like I had notes on all of my spirit guides and kind of what they help me with. You know, this one helps me with energy. This one helps me with relationships that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then there was one in particular, and I found myself very drawn to this one spirit guide where if I had a question or I just needed some guidance or support, I'd always go to this one in particular, even if another spirit guide had, say, a better expertise in that area. Eventually, I found out the one that I was really drawn to and felt very comfortable with was a soul family member. We had had past lives together. And so there was a built-in connection already there to where, again, I just felt that natural that natural connection and, and knowingness. And, and then they also know me on a deeper level, right? Because we've had incarnations together. So you can have a spirit guide that can be a soul family member. Uh, not, not all of them are. Uh, but initially when a, a soul family, you know, cosmic type of soul family member wants to come connect with you, it can feel similar. You might, you might assume it's a spirit guide at first and that's totally fine. The difference often is the soul family, again, they're not necessarily there to keep you aligned with your contracts. They might try, they can, but it's not necessarily their job, I guess you'd say. And job is just, the best word that I can think to, to put on it for a label, even though it's not, you know, a spirit guide, I guess it's not really their quote unquote job, but it kind of is in a way, I guess, best word from our, our English language. Whereas soul family, they don't have a job. And it's, think, it's similar to family, right? Your family, and that includes your blood family that care and love you, and your, your, your friends who are family to you, right? They choose to help you, right? They choose to keep, you know, help you stay on your path and they choose to support you and all of these things. So soul family, if they're coming into your life, they're doing it because they want to. They're doing it because they're choosing to. You know, there could be other contracts in place where that is the case. Again, nothing is black and white and nothing is straightforward. And every relationship and scenario are totally different. They're never going to be identical. 
So it's not a one size fits all type of scenario. But your soul family, they're there because they care about you and they love you typically. And typically, again, typically, (laughs) I use that word a lot because I don't want anything to seem very black and white. And this is always the case because it's there is an exception to everything, right? Even if 99% of the time, you know, something is one way, there's always that 1% that is not going to align with the quote unquote typical uh, scenario. So typically, our soul family are, because we're in such a low dimension and a low density, chances are they're at a higher density and a higher dimension, which means that their vibration is higher and they have the ability to see from a higher perspective than you do in this human incarnation. Especially because, again, high likelihood they are coming from a perspective where they remember their past lives and your lifetimes together, just like your higher self. So they have a very similar perspective to your higher self where they can see bigger picture. They remember the lifetimes. They know who you were in your past lives. They knew who you were in the lifetimes that you guys had together. You know, they know your potential. They know what you're here to do and what you're he- what you can do, right? They know you typically better than you know you because they know soul you and you pr- probably barely even know human you, right? <laughs> Most of us don't really know who we are on a human level, never mind on a soul level. So they know you in a deep way and then they want to help you. But again, we have to remember, as is with all quote unquote higher beings, because again, there's no hierarchy, right? Vibrationally and dimensionally and density wise, you know, we're existing in different areas and different perspectives in that way. But no one's like higher in like a hierarchy type of way. But so, so we want to remember that all perspectives and opinions are subjective. Nothing that you receive from a spirit guide or a soul family member is a have to. They're not the boss of you. They, they, you know, they are doing their best and they may think they know something, what's best for you, but you have free will. That is one of the beautiful blessings of this universe is that we have free will and we can choose to, you know, take a nugget of advice from a soul family member and then do our own thing or we can take all of it, right? If it resonates. So yeah, it's important to know that nothing else, no one else is the end all be all, right? We are sovereign beings. We have free will. And we can choose to not stay aligned with our contracts if we want to. We can choose to do whatever we want and whatever time we want and however we choose to, right? So keep that in mind. Okay, so we have our incarnated soul family, our not incarnated soul family. So then let's talk kind of karmic relationships. So this is bringing it back to the soul family that you are incarnated with. So they are human beings right now, right? So karmic relationships, again, there's an overlap to kind of some of the healing scenarios and karma clearing that we talked about before. However, the karmic relationships are those where you had a past life. So, okay, remember the example of 
your sole family member decided that they were going to be the abusive narcissist so that you could learn the lesson of empowerment, right? In an ideal world, you're learning the lesson of empowerment in that lifetime. And then you both your souls are moving on, right? You didn't create any more karma. You cleared the karma. However, we're not living in a perfect reality, right? You know, humans are, are very limited in what we can remember and understand as far as, you know, we don't remember our soul contracts, right? So if you did not learn the lesson of empowerment, and so this soul family member decided to be the narcissist for the sake of helping you learn this lesson, but you didn't learn the lesson and you stayed with him, stayed with this, this narcissistic soul or human in this lifetime. And maybe you stayed together your entire lives. You never learned that lesson. And then you're either adding to an existing karmic cycle or you're creating a new one if this was a new experience for you. And so now you have baggage with this soul, right? We're not, we didn't go into it intending that, right? Because from when we're creating our soul contracts, you know, we're from this high perspective where, you know, we're not, we're assuming that we're going to fulfill our contracts, right? Which includes these healings and lessons and, and everything. So if your karmic relationships are those where you had the lifetime together, things did not go well, right? One of you hurt the other, right? You have, there's a karmic cycle where one is the quote unquote victim and one is the quote unquote perpetrator. Or maybe even a little bit of both. Maybe you keep switching back and forth and swapping roles, right? So now you have this karmic relationship. And again, you you have that same feeling where you kind of just feel real comfortable with them. And so you, you ended up in this relationship, but you're not... <laughs> You're, you find it feels like a soulmate situation. It feels like destiny. But all you guys end up doing is triggering each other, right? You're, there's typically not going to be intended to be your forever, uh, relationship. You know, you're, you're there to either clear the baggage between your two souls so that that baggage can go away moving forward, right? That's, that would be the ideal hope. But second to that, I guess, would be to not add to the existing karma and to completely just, you know, separate, right? So we have those karmic relationships where, you know, maybe your mother in this lifetime was also your mother in many other past lifetimes. And maybe your mother was mm, very attached to you, right? Maybe your mother was very attached to you and really kind of smothered you. And, you know, it kind of created this weird codependency on her end and left you with resentful feelings and that type of scenario. So it's you now you have this kind of pattern with your souls and then it just keeps repeating. And so you have this pattern where now in this lifetime, you feel that and it just feels so intense. And that's because for lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, your mother continued to smother you and you continue to resent her. And so you those can be some dynamics that tend to happen. So karmic relationships and just soul family interactions, again, you feel that draw and it's a matter of like, is this draw for learning a lesson, clearing something out, 
or because we're, we chose and intended to be in this lifetime together. Because we also have, you know, we're talking about all the quote unquote bad, but there's also good, right? Your, your partner, your life partner, your spouse, there's a good chance that they're a sole family member. Not always. And there's not also just one, right? So back to the kind of the soulmate topic. We think of almost like, oh, there's only one soulmate out there for me, only one person destined for me. But there's not. There's always, there's many. It's not always the same for everybody, but there's always several. And you do find that you gravitate towards each other because, again, we have those combined contracts and there's a chance that, you know, you you chose to cross paths together. And so, you know, if say there's maybe five soulmate, quote unquote, soulmate potentials, souls in the world. It, statistically, if you're just thinking like, you know, human math, statistically, you're like, well, there's no chance I'm going to meet one of those five people. But energetically, you will be drawn to each other. And contract wise, you will have chosen to cross paths with each other. So it is highly likely that you will come into contact with one, two, or three soulmates in your lifetime. And it's not necessarily that one's better than the other or anything like that. And really, the soulmate is... It's a soul that you remember and that you have a connection with. And most likely, you know, when it's a soulmate, you probably have had more romantic connections with. But again, not always. You can end up with with someone that you've contracted and maybe it was a mother-daughter or, you know, a father-son or sister-brother or whatever type of relationship. And now you're choosing to be partners in that way. So there's so many different dynamics, right? Okay. So again, and let's talk about kind of how to, how to tell if someone that you've met is soul family, right? And we've kind of talked about this throughout, but again, it's like your soul knows that you know them. Have you ever met someone and it's like the first time you meet them, you're like, I know this person. I know I know this person. I, I, have we met before? You kind of go back and forth like, have we met before? You seem so familiar. And like, there's no, you know, as you talk, like there's nothing. You guys clearly never met before. And you both have that feeling like you know each other or that you've met before. And then and then you begin to feel like you've known each other for years, even if it's only been like a week or a day. You just you have that immediate comfortable feeling with them and you feel like you've known them forever, right? We all have had those experiences, but we probably just wrote it off. We didn't really think much of it. Later, I, d- I didn't recognize those when I was younger. I look back and I think about it and I'm like, okay, someone, you know, I, I bet you that person maybe was a soul family. But as, as you get older and you get more aware of these types of dynamics and just all of these signs and what it looks like and feels like, you begin to notice it more often. Cause then there's another, another sign that someone in your life is a soul family connection is there's just this extra energetic connection. And it's not always good. It can be good or bad. So what I mean by an extra energetic connection, I don't fully even know how to describe it or explain it. I can, I can tell you from my experiences and from other experiences, but there is a connection. It could be 
a very potent energetic cord that is unlike the rest of the cords that you have with other people in your life. It can be this very, it's almost like uh, if you're an, if you're an empathic, right? Which we're all empathic, but if you're very aware of the ways in which you are empathic, it's like that empathic sensing ability is like times a hundred with maybe this specific individual. For example, I I met someone and again, I had all these signs and signs where I'm like, I feel like I know this person, like feel so comfortable, blah, 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 blah. And then there was this extra energetic connection to where, you know, I'm a very sensitive individual, but I don't feel if, you know, one of my friends breaks an arm I might feel it, but maybe not. You know, if one of my friends is crying right now, right now in this moment, I might sense it, but might not. Whereas this specific individual, I was hearing their thoughts. I was feeling their physical pain, right? A physical, you know, if they injured themselves, I felt it on my own body as if it happened to me. If they had maybe a panic attack or, you know, something or had a high anxiety, I would feel that in my body as if it was mine. Way, 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 way stronger than just my everyday empathic sensing ability. So there's this extra potent connection. And then I have another individual who I met who I found out eventually was a soul family member. And it just, there was this, this feeling of, this feeling of, I have to maintain this relationship. Like, even if the relationship wasn't going so great, I had this feeling of like, I cannot abandon them. You know, as much as we want to have good, proper boundaries, sometimes you just can't help that gut feeling. And sometimes that gut feeling is because there is, history with this soul. You're just not aware of it. And so that person, you know, we had dynamics where in past lives where I was supposed to protect that person, that soul, and I failed. And so I meet this person and and everything in me is like, you know, I have to help this person. I cannot let them go. I cannot abandon them. You know, what doesn't matter if it hurts me, I'm going to do it, right? Kind of have that feeling where almost my boundaries go out the window. So you just have this weird connection and impulse with someone that you can't quite explain. That's a good sign that someone might be your soul family. And and be based on the dynamics that you have with that soul, it can the the connection can be so different. So again, you may feel a sense of responsibility for an, a friend or a partner or even a parent. And, and it's just, it's very, very strong and you're not sure where it comes from. Well, it could be because in either your most recent past life together or maybe just a lot of your past lives together, you were their mother. So it was your job to be the nurturer and to keep them safe. And so now in this lifetime, that kind of carries over and you kind of feel have that feeling of, I have to protect them, I have to keep them safe, right? Even though you're not their mother in this lifetime, right? You may find that you meet someone and you just feel this sense of attraction to them, 
even though they're not your your typical type, maybe maybe not your typical physical type or any of the areas, right? It's just they're unlike anyone you've ever dated, yet you just are like mesmerized by them and you can't get enough of them and you're so attracted to them and you're like, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. This isn't usually what, what tickles my fancy, right? And it may be because they are a soulmate and, you know, may, or maybe you've had these past lives together and having romantic relationships, right? And then again, the dynamics is limitless. You know, maybe you look up to someone and, you know, they could be a friend, they could be a coworker, they could be a sibling, they could anyone, right? And you find that you just look up to them and then you look to them for guidance and approval. And you're like, I just don't get why. That's so weird, right? <laughs> and maybe because in many past lives, they were your parent and or maybe they were your mentor or teacher. And so you... Again, your soul knows. Consciously, our minds, our brains do not always know, but our souls know. And so your soul knows this soul has helped me. This soul has taught me things. You know, this soul makes me feel safe and, you know, teaches me right from wrong and how to do X, Y, Z. And so you may not know all of those details, but you have the feeling, right? So when it comes to soul family, it's a lot of it is about that gut feeling because you're never going to actually know, right? Sure. You can maybe meditate on it and find your past lives and connect with all these things. But again, it's never going to, I don't believe, at least in our lifetime while we're here, it's going to be scientifically proven ever, right? So if you're looking for proof, you're probably never going to find the proof. So it goes with your gut. It goes with those feelings and where you're drawn, especially when you can't trace back like why you're drawn to this to this person in some way or why you feel so comfortable, right? Maybe you can point it back to, okay, I feel so comfortable with this person because, you know, they are just an individual who's really good at holding space for people. And so everybody feels really comfortable to just open up and be vulnerable with them, right? So if you can kind of get those things out of the way and realize that, you know, nothing, there's no explanation for this impulse or this feeling that I have towards them, then, you know, maybe they are your soul family. And then it's a matter of, okay, if they are your soul family and we've established that and chances are you contracted yourselves to me, which then means you have contracts together, which means Okay, so what are we here to do together, right? Are we here to heal? Are we here to just be companions? Are we here to just, are we here to work together and collaborate? Are we here to be partners or friends? Like, you know, and of course, you don't want to overthink it. I'm a big, I'm big on just going with the flow and seeing what happens and accepting that you don't need to know all of the answers, but those will probably be some of the questions going on in your mind. And so again, it's all about just being aware, thinking about how you feel, you know, how does this person make you feel using all of your senses once again, and, you know, just trusting the signs and trusting what is, trusting that what is meant is coming into your life and that not everything is meant to be in your life forever, right? All right. I hope that this helps. I hope that you are starting to think about some individuals in your life that might be soul family. 
And I hope that you find time at some point in your life to connect with some of your more cosmic soul family, because your cosmic soul family is where so much fun is at, right? Those are the ones that are really good at reminding you who you are. So again, if you've established a connection with more of an etheric cosmic soul family member, that is a really good resource to be like, who am I? What did we do together? Like, how does, you know, our connection relate to what I'm here to do now or what my strengths are or things like that, right? They, they're, they have good insight for you and they can help to activate you. They can help to give you upgrades. They can help to do some energetic healing for you or with you. They can, they can help you, you know, you guys can tag team things together and, and tackle things like that together, even though they're not physically with you. So the cosmic ones can be a lot of fun, in my opinion, because I mean, there's, there's no limit and you can gain so much insight and spiritual growth. I mean, if you want to grow spiritually, seek out, make your intention. I would like to connect with my, my cosmic soul family. Because I firmly believe that that is a big component of spiritual growth because it just, in a way, it expedites a lot of things, right? Because they know you in ways that that you don't know you, right? And it's a similar perspective of your higher self, but it's also different because they're seeing you as a third party, whereas your higher self essentially is you. So, all right. I hope that you enjoyed and I wish you luck in connecting with your soul family, both incarnated and not incarnated and have a lovely day. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.